This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Three, two, one. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. So one of the things that can be helpful for business owners is to understand their, re- their call return rate that they would go out on a job and understanding how that impacts um, their sales or how that can improve their installations or their service work that they perform for their customers. That's Dustin Martin with Martin Water Conditioning, one of the presenters at the upcoming WQA Business Boot Camp taking place April 17th, one day before the WQA convention and exposition in Las Vegas at Caesars Forum. Learn more and register at convention.wqa.org. And welcome to WQA Radio, the weekly podcast from the Water Quality Association, promoting better water quality around the world. This is episode number 311. If you're a first-time listener or new to the industry, welcome. We're glad you're here. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a show. That's the beauty and the magic of podcasting. And be sure to share the podcast with someone on your team. We're publishing this on March 22nd of 2023. Find us at wqa.org, on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And in this episode, we're joined by WQA Business Bootcamp presenter Dustin Martin, the controller at Martin Water Conditioning, who will be giving us a preview of his presentation and workshop at Bootcamp. Dustin talks about key financial statements any dealer should track, along with important data points like inventory levels and time on the road and marketing and how to filter through your data and apply that to your goals using a six-step approach. Plus, we'll have our WQA Motivational Minute and WQA Tip. Now, on to Dustin Martin on WQA Radio. And we are joined by Dustin Martin, who is the controller for Martin Water Company in Pennsylvania. And he's kind enough to join us on the podcast. So welcome, Dustin. Appreciate your being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. You are a boot camp speaker, a presenter at the WQA Business Boot Camp, which is taking place April 17th. And it's primarily aimed at dealers. And you are a company of a number of dealer locations. So uh, we thought It'd be great to have you on the podcast to talk about your presentation specifically and how it will appeal to many of the dealers attending. And frankly, um, let's be honest, we want as many dealers there as we can. And so let's just jump right into your role at Martin Water and what you do. How about that? So I've been serving in the controller role for now a little over three years. Prior to that, I would have came from um, public accounting field, working in the audit department. And so I've worked in that field for about six years now um, prior to this. So total total tenure in the accounting field profession would have been about nine years. Um, so I've been working controller. I also help be in management discussions and conversations as well. So I'm a CPA in addition to that. And what are you finding as uh, some of the more interesting aspects of your job with Martin Water? So one of the things of transitioning from a public work field to a private field was definitely the focus on data analysis and looking at trends and looking 
to the financial health of the company. And so not only does that include reviewing the financial statements per se, but also digging into with managers into the nitty gritty of the operations from anything from our time on the road to our inventory levels, how we manage that to marketing, all those aspects kind of touch, I touch those aspects in one way or another. Are you finding that you were, as you're uh, analyzing, as you said, analysis, as you're analyzing these numbers and these figures, the more data you have, the more you're able to kind of slice and dice the, uh, the figures and the numbers so that you can get a clearer picture of the financial health of the company? Yeah, I think the biggest thing to keep in mind is, is obviously setting your sights on what is, what is achievable. Um, there's always, if I can put it that way, start with goals in mind and then attack the data that way because we're in a culture in which is data saturated or everyone says they have information or data for this and data for that and you have to filter through your own data as well. So I would say more of having a goal and then focusing on that area and trying to find as many sources of the data I can find that would apply to what we're trying to achieve, whether that's growth, efficiency, or sustainability of a certain area of our company. So yeah, it definitely, you have to splice it to what you're specifically looking for over time. Well, we're excited to have you as a presenter at the WQA Business Bootcamp. It's going to be a, another great day, a one day intensive into marketing and finance. And so uh, your presentation will be a big part of that. And um, I'm wondering if you have some highlights for us, what are you going to cover? So what my goal and is to achieve here and to help people walk away with will be to kind of give them six practical ways, six practical steps of building kind of a data project. So what we'll start with is kind of looking at our goals and objectives, identify those, work our way through what we call the data data gathering and then data preparation and then building a model and then taking that model and saying, let's put our inputs in there from our company and what are the results that come out of it? Evaluate it and then present it or to share those results with others around us. So kind of the goal is a six step kind of process that we'll learn that you can apply with your own data if you bring it. So you're encouraging attendees to bring some of that data with them? Yeah, yep, definitely. As far as I think a list will probably go out later once we get closer to what to bring or here in the next few weeks, hopefully we'll have a list of certain reports that you can bring with you um, that will be helpful to maybe that you can review during the interactive session times. Yep. Great. What are, you know, there are a number of different reports and statements that a person like yourself can create, as you mentioned, you know, just what are you trying to actually get your hands around? Um, so why don't you give me maybe, you know, what would you say is like, you know, the rock solid top three statements that any business owner in the water industry needs to be keeping an eye on. And if they do, while it may not be the sum total of everything going on, it certainly is a pretty good idea pretty good picture of what's going on. So one of the things that you would want to track would be labor to sales ratio, your variable costs that are going against your sales and making sure that you're within a healthy range on most likely what's the, in the industry, in the water industry, most likely the largest expense 
on your P&L side of things. The other thing to keep in mind is sometimes a, a sales mix is a good thing to keep in mind as far as comparing what, how many softeners to reverse osmosis systems you might be selling to kind of see how we are providing additional products at our sale points. Those would be another year over year comparisons that you would want to monitor. Um, and then the third one would kind of be what I call cost containment. It's, more, it's a very broad topic or subject, but cost containment in general of looking how our expenses are going year over year from whether it's an advertising category to a building maintenance to a vehicle account. Um, we're looking at some of those things. Most likely that will be more towards the morning session, I think, and then the afternoon section will be getting the more granular detail to help make decisions around those topics or areas. What are you finding that dealers need to learn the most? If, uh, if you had to either guess or if you know, what's, what's maybe the most troubling, what keeps them up at night? What are the things that, you know, the, the, either the statements or the analysis or whatever, the numbers that you really have to have a good handle on? Well, I think the thing that keeps most people up at night is if they're making money or not, <laughs> if they're profitable. But outside of being being profitable or making money, I think that one of the things is are they are they losing ground in an area of efficiency, perhaps? So perhaps customer satisfaction and callbacks are another one. Like, how many times am I going out and? ruining a customer experience because I'm out the third time or the fourth time. So one of the things that can be helpful for business owners is to understand their re their call return rate that they would go out on a job and understanding how that impacts um, their sales or how that can improve their installations or their service work that they perform for their customers. So that would probably be one of the other ones I would see as being a thing that keeps people up at night. I think I also heard you touch on inventory. Tell us about that. How do you really have a good handle on inventory? I mean, I've heard of people who, you know, hey, there's, you know, X number of inventory and, in, you know, the garage uh, that, you know, of one of my employees, and I'm not even sure how much there is. Um, what can you tell us? With inventory, obviously, there is always moving pieces. There's always fear around theft or maybe losing parts or not being able to track properly. And it all depends on the size of the company's operations, I would say, that how much energy you can invest into it. But I would say as a general a general principle around inventory, one thing that would is always healthy and should be done is probably at least an inventory count, whether it's semi-annually or annually at the best, to be able to understand where you have a snapshot of what inventory you have in place and how much of it. Given the supply chain issues the last two years in the water industry has added a lot of challenge and a hiccups to, to navigating that. Um, the other thing I think business owners struggle with is because of what we went through with COVID and the supply chain is how much do I keep on hand? What should my inventory be? And am I, I'm fearful of that I won't, I won't have any product there if I don't stock extra heavy. So the thing that you have to keep in mind is, is the cost of storing that extra inventory being able to be covered by either an increase in sales or an increase in activity or a cost savings in another area of your P&L to be able to foot the bill to house more um, inventory if that's what you're trying to do in order to increase your, what I would call the um, on-hand quantities. Any guidance on how that is determined? Uh, 
obviously now that I feel that for at least in our circumstances, some there's still products that are having challenges in order for us to to predict what the lead time is. But a good rule of thumb is to look ahead and say, hey, we know our lead time from our suppliers or our people that we get our products from is two weeks or three weeks. And being able to say, am I comfortable with a three, a two month supply, a one month supply, or am I comfortable where your comfort level is on that? And then obviously weighing the cost of what it would mean to have additional expenses. If I want a three month supply of inventory on hand, then how much would that cost me in rent or additional facilities or places to store that? And then once you factor that in, that would primarily be the primary cost of it. But there's always the other metrics that people like to do is return on inventory, which is a more financial statement level calculation. But I think for this point and for the purpose of this conversation is to focus on what are you comfortable with? Where do you want to be as far as your lead time from your supplier and how much inventory as turn as far as turns go, turning through that inventory? Well, that's very helpful. Thank you on that one. Um, so I understand there will be a, a takeaway uh, when somebody uh, attends boot camp this year and gets uh, the choice of either a marketing plan or a financial health statement, right? Take us through how that's going to work out as far as the financial report goes. So for the morning session, um, it'll be myself and another presenter sharing a little bit more at a business, I would say a business level, kind of more of a discussion platform. And then in the second half, the latter this afternoon, which is the workshop section, we're going to actually kind of work toward through a dummy company as well that will help us see how we gather our data and make and gather that information, put it together, blend it, and come to what is called a KPI, which is kind of like a performance indicator that is helpful for uh, business owners to be able to measure themselves against prior years or measure themselves against peers within their own sector. But in even greater is to say, can I improve on this KPI internally? You know, even if I am comparable to someone else or comparable to the market, is there a way for me to improve this? And so hopefully we can walk away with three, my goal is for them to walk away with three KPIs that or things that they are help identify. So each company, each person comes is gonna have a slightly different focal point because of the challenges they're facing, because of the nature of their market they serve, um, whether it's royal or densely populated. So with that said, I'm hoping that they can, we're gonna help, walk, help them identify their own KPIs and then kind of use three general ones as a presentation review and walk through those and hopefully they can apply the steps to get to the results that they need in order to make good business decisions. And that's what it's all about, making good business decisions. And, you know, in this very uncertain time, um, these are the kinds of things that I know are going to uh, be very important to our dealers uh, throughout the uh, the membership of WQA and of course the industry. So appreciate you doing this, Dustin. We uh, we know this is going to be very beneficial. So thank you for being a presenter at the upcoming WQA Bootcamp. You're welcome. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Great. That's Dustin Martin, controller at Martin Water Company in Pennsylvania, joining us on WQA Radio. Thanks so much.
And remember, you can learn more about boot camp and the full WQA convention and exposition at convention.wqa.org. We're about one month out as we record this, so it's time to register and book that hotel room, all at convention.wqa.org. We look forward to seeing you there. And now our motivational minute. You may have heard the expression, ABC, always be closing. Well, here's a slight twist on that that I think makes a whole lot more sense, especially for those of us in the water treatment industry, and that's ABS. Always be serving. Serving is at the core of what we do, isn't it? We are serving our customers, serving those in need of real solutions. When you have a service mindset, you zero in on the problem, you focus on the possible solution and what you can do to make somebody else's life better. I mean, what's better than better water quality? Now, it goes without saying that service and helping to solve problems are how we ultimately get paid. But never forget that service comes first. You can't say, pay me and then I'll serve, or then I'll help you with your problem. That's the beauty of the marketplace. Nope, it's service first. So, ABS, always be serving. And that's our Motivational Minute. And now our WQA tip. We know it's been tough to hire the workforce you need, especially for dealers. That's why we have our WQA Career Center, where you can post a job and look for that next wave of talent. With the WQA Career Center, you can get the same state-of-the-art services that you would get with commercial job boards and more. Plus, WQA is a member of the Engineering and Science Career Network, so your job posts reach a much wider audience. Go to wqa.org slash careers to get started. And remember, WQA member companies get a member discount. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio, on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at wqa.org and of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at wqa.org. This is Wes Bleed, so long from WQA Radio.